successful in creating a real free press where the American people get different viewpoints other than those expressed in the establishment-controlled media, there's going to be a civil war in this country, and it's going to come soon. The only thing that can stop it is by waking up vast amounts of sleeping people. Sheeple is what they are. They are following the Judas goat right into the sharing pens, and from there they will go to the slaughter, and they will not know that anything is wrong until they smell the blood of the sheeple in front of them. And welcome to Beard and Brain Podcast, where the beard gets weird. My name is Britton C. Griffin. And as always, joining me is my hetero life mate, Joel Hinton. Yo. What's up? Also joining us are these two fine old fellers named Cassidy. What's up? And Cole. What's going on? How are you guys? I'll go. Doing I, great, I'm good. Man. Yeah, just, uh, just hanging out. I'm sorry. I should have been a little more specific with that. That's my fault. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to uh, talk over. Yeah, that's my fault. And also, guys, if you want to use the hands up feature, if I'm rambling on too much, because I'm known to do that, uh, I will try not to do that and walk on anybody. But we do have the hands up feature. I will be keeping an eye on that. Um, yeah. But today. Um, we are here to talk about UAPs, UFOs, and coronavirus relief fund. Um, but um, specifically, what they snuck into the bill um, on this most recent stimulus. So, have you guys? Before I mentioned it, um, I don't even know when I mentioned it. But before, have you guys like? Tentatively looked into the stimulus stuff, followed it closely or anything, or Not I, really. I, read I saw that. Um... Kind of... I'm sorry. Go ahead, Cole. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was just say I haven't seen much. Just that they uh, passed like six hundred dollars or something, and they were trying to pass like another twelve hundred, and someone was blocking it. But I haven't been following it that closely or anything. Cassidy, I'm sure you've been following a little bit more. Oh, yeah. They they snuck all sorts of good things in there, like we were talking about earlier. Uh, a coup in a South American country, uh, lots of money over towards the Middle East, um, and most interestingly, aliens. Yes, yes. Now, I do want to kind of throw a quick disclaimer out there, um, because there is a lot of um, chatter on social medias about what's exactly in the bill. So I entertain everybody that's listening to think for yourself and actually go and look and see for yourself what's in there instead of like sharing anything on Facebook or that you just kind of see randomly show up. Because although there are some wild stuff in there, um, not everything you're seeing shared online is a, is in there. So I think to kind of go and get your own viewpoint and actually see what's in there is, is healthy. So that's my little note. Joel, are you awake there, buddy? Yeah, I am operating this little button. It's kind of a pain in the ass, but I'm figuring it out. But yeah, I like your little nugget disclaimer. But as far as I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I haven't followed it indefinitely. 
Awesome. Well, um, inside the COVID relief fund that everybody, I guess, was kind of fixated on the stimulus money, more or less, um, inside of that, I think like every year is an intelligence authorization act for the fiscal year of whatever year it is. This one just so happens to be for the fiscal year of 2020. And June 17th of 2020, it was ordered to be printed. Looks like uh, it's got Rubio's name on it. So I know he was involved with writing it, or somebody on his camp was. Um, I'm going to skip down to the parts under committee comments where they have advanced aerial threats. And it says the committee supports the effort of the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force of the Office of Naval Intelligence to standardize collection and reporting on unidentified aerial phenomenon. Any links they have to adversarial foreign governments and the threat they pose to U.S. military assets and installations. So I'll pause right there because that's a lot already right off the get-go. Cole, what are your thoughts of that right off the bat? Uh, That's kind of crazy because I feel like like in the past few months, like we've seen a lot of like alien stuff pop up, which is weird because I always thought that was like a fringe thing that, uh, I don't know, it's just weird seeing it in like bills. Like part of me like wants to think that, uh, it's real, but a part of me thinks that maybe it's like a almost like a distraction thing, like to put UFOs in the headlines and hide what's really going on. But it's kind of weird, like seeing it in this actual like government document that kind of like legitimizes it more for me. So it's weird. I don't know. I don't know what to think about it till like it pans out until like more information comes out. I guess. You know. Definitely, Cassidy. Your thoughts? Uh, yeah. So. I, I can't keep track of time anymore since COVID started, but I feel like that that video or those couple of videos that the Navy declassified uh, showing what they say are unidentified flying objects have been released since COVID started. It seems like a, uh, seems like a convenient time to just throw stuff like that in there because um, everything COVID related or Trump related pretty much has taken headlines. So, I mean, any other year that would be huge news like CIA, declassifies ufo video and it it took like a year for them to declassify it so i guess they had to vet everything about it and go through a major process but uh yeah so any other time that would be huge news and probably so would this but it's all overshadowed by everything else that's going on right now yeah i definitely agree i think it's overshadowed by covid uh there's probably been a lot that has uh, been overshadowed the past year by covid uh, Joel, first take on that aerial phenomenon task force of the Office of Naval Intelligence. I didn't even know that existed. It just sounds like a badass job. Imagine picking up a ticket to bar with that job. But yeah, I mean everything. It's it's definitely come out in convenient times, and it's probably you know just more bullshit to feed everybody while everyone's bored inside their homes and whatnot. Kind of like we talked about before, they're probably just going to find better 
aircraft technologies and release it. Yeah, what I find very interesting, because this kind of plays along with I've been in belief um, the whole time, is that they say any links they have to adversarial foreign governments. So that's going to be kind of interesting to come out and see if there is some sort of link to. Because, you know, it goes from UFO to UAP real quick. And, you know, they're just, they're all really fancy placeholder names. So, um the more specific the language gets, though, I think the more, um, the more of a detailed picture that it paints. Um, unless you guys have anything else to add, I'm going to kind of move on here. Yeah, this might be like a stupid question, but do you think that they could maybe talking about like a, just like objects that are foreign to the U.S., like maybe like something so it's like technology that maybe another country has that they spotted and Maybe it's something like that, not necessarily like aliens. Because I feel like whenever people hear a UFO, they automatically uh, jump to like aliens or whatever, and like extraterrestrial. But I don't know if maybe like what they're talking about are maybe just foreign objects from another country with technology that is foreign to us. But What if Wakanda is real? Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. I definitely see what you're saying there. Um I, again, I, I do think with the way they're wording it that it, it could be something that yeah, I'll, and I'll play it off of they say, and I think there was an article not too long ago, they were, they were talking about um, otherworldly objects. You know, it's really odd the way that they and I, when I keep saying they, I mean whoever's writing these damn articles and, and I mean by not writing them but whoever's publishing this stuff because they're all the same. It's all Mockingbird. I mean, that's why unprecedented has been said so many damn times. Um, they're just repeating the same old shit. But whoever's saying that, you know, they, they're really choosy with their words. So they know that otherworldly could easily mean, you know, what if they sent something to, you know, the moon and left it there. And, it, and then it fell here after it, you know, broke down into, you know, I guess other you know pieces you wouldn't be able to recognize what it really was and then it falls down here i guess technically that's otherworldly or something that develops on the moon that falls here or whatever in space meteorites are otherworldly technically i would say so yeah i don't know though you got to be really careful on the wording on this is what i'm trying to get it It does say, however, the committee remains concerned that there is no unified comprehensive process within the federal government for collecting and analyzing intelligence on unidentified aerial phenomena, despite the potential threat. I guess despite the potential threat and the fact that they said that they support the task force of the Office of Naval Intelligence. So they must have some small task force. Thoughts, uh, Joel? Yeah, not too much. Like, it's just a small-ass task force. It's just probably like a handful of geeks trying to find some shit. I can't stop but, but think about Space Force and that, you know, however, the committee re- remains concerned that there's no unified comprehensive process within the federal government hence the space force hell i don't know 
The committee understands that the relevant intelligence may be sensitive. Nevertheless, the committee finds that the information sharing and coordination across the intelligence committee has been inconsistent. And this issue has lacked attention for senior leaders. Therefore, the committee directs the DNI in consultation with the Security of Defense and the heads of such other agencies as the director and security jointly consider relevant to submit a report within 180 days of the date of enactment of the act to the Congressional Intelligence and Armed Services Committees on Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, also known as anomalous aerial vehicles, including observed airborne objects that have not been identified. Wow. Go ahead, Cassidy. Uh, yeah. Well, talking about going back to that whatever committee or what we're bringing this to, I mean, there's been a huge budget or there has been huge budget cuts, like including the shutdown of NASA and all that stuff that was going on. So whatever they did have um, going on, you know, five or six years ago, it, it probably was cut down or shrunken down or possibly disbanded. True. That makes sense. And then there's been a there's been a large resurgence of uh, space stuff, specifically NASA with the with the um, collection, the rover collection from the asteroid. And then I think they were saying proposing next year to start doing uh, testing of asteroid redirection. So there, I mean, there's definitely been a renewed interest in all stuff outer space in the past year to two years. Yeah, I even thought that, uh, you know, going to a, you know, entertaining the idea just for thought, you know, sake and, um, you know, entertain the idea of going back to a gold standard, what that looks like now. And it's laughable because it's like, well, fuck, we just go up there and attach a rocket to a big ass piece of gold, like however far the fuck away and, you know, mine that shit. <laughs> you know, it sounds crazy, but it's not too far off. No, it'll that'll definitely be happening. Yeah, Some yeah. sort of space mining. Go ahead, Cole. I was going to say that it's interesting that you brought up the like asteroid redirection thing because the first time I heard about that was from like, Graham Hancock, actually, because he always talks about how like the how there's like evidence of the meteor strike like 12,000 years ago, and there's a actually like a pattern in history from like looking at ice core samples that we get like a major like a cataclysm like every 12,000 years, and it, uh, evidence shows it's usually from like a you know asteroids and meteors and stuff so i wonder if like the elites or like nasa or whatever like kind of knows that it's been around twelve thousand years since the last one and they're kind of getting scared because like uh twice a year we, we uh you know we pass through the torrid meteor stream which is like literally our planets like literally just flying through like a field of like meteors and i don't think people realize how easy it would be for one to just strike us and like decimate like entire country population so i think like uh, the asteroid redirection thing is actually way more important than people really think it is because a lot of people don't really know like our uh, history like twelve thousand years ago with the uh, meteor catastrophe or whatever but yeah hmm. i do uh remember the 2013 meteor from uh I think Russia. Video from Russia. Yeah. I was, was watching actually that earlier today um, with my mom. 
there's actually one in like 1900 i think uh an asteroid hit in like the middle of siberia and it was like in the middle of nowhere like the wilderness because siberia is so vast but it uh like the area that it decimated like if that landed in the middle of uh london it would have like killed the entire population of london that's how big it is so it's just like a matter of chance that it landed in the middle of the wilderness but it's kind of crazy like that only happened like 120 years ago and it could happen anytime now and just be like completely unexpected <laughs> that'd be fucked up yeah, i sure hope they're tracking all those things <laughs> Well, moving on, it says the committee further directs the report to include a detailed analysis of UAP data, intelligence reporting collected or held by the Office of Naval Intelligence, including data intelligence reporting held by UAP Phenomenon Task Force. That's weird. It's like repeated itself, but... Anyways, a detailed analysis of unidentified phenomena data collected by geospatial intelligence, signals intelligence, human intelligence, and measurement and more signal intelligence. A detailed analysis of data of the FBI, which was derived from investigations of intrusion of unidentified aerial phenomena data over restricted United States airspace. A detailed description of an interagency process for ensuring timely data collected and centralized analysis of all identified. It's just getting into the guts of this. I don't see anything real juicy anymore. Identification of an official accountable for the process described in paragraph four. Hmm. That's some pretty heavy shit. I'm still sticking to my guns on that it's not an actual alien, that it was probably some, hell, it could have been Soviet, but I think more likely Nazi Germany, mid to late 40s, you know, maybe even early on primitive, primitive saucers, but I think they probably had some anti-gravity saucers or some shit. Yeah, that's where I would kind of lean more towards is just other worldly like technology quote unquote from just different countries that we haven't caught up to that technology i guess See, there's all sorts of stuff in here so i definitely highly recommend anybody listening to go back and read that you can get it on the um intelligence.senate.gov under the publications it's the Intelligence Authorization Act, fiscal year 2021. There's all sorts of juicy reading in it. Don't go buy that book you're about to buy yet. Read this first. So, what are y'all's thoughts on, like, I guess knowing that the report's coming, what do you all think a UAP is? Like, and, and we'll go down the line. We'll go Joel, Cassidy, and Cole. But 
do you like UAP? Is it? Do you think it's like alien, otherworldly? Do you think it's something created on Earth? And then if it is, by who? You know, whatever. Uh, what are your thoughts, Joel? I mean, I very well think it's just something within our own world. It's just another country. It's got. It's probably some Chinese or Korean or something. And they probably put more time and energy into those resources. And we're just going to kind of release and show them what we have found from other countries thus far. And then that way we can kind of cut, they can kind of cover up the whatever, probably even more advanced shit than they have here, you know, expose other countries and keep ours underneath the covers. But I don't think it's going to be anything too crazy we're not gonna find a little green man or some shit there's gonna be no grays coming out of this shit well uh do you think that it'll be useful like whatever that technology brings say the you know the craft or whatever they find out in these reports and that technology it brings do you do you think it'd be useful i mean who's gonna have the money and resources to do it otherwise than Elon Musk is probably the only person that's actually doing it, and he probably knows quite a bit of what they might, or it just might help him out a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be anything, you know, drastic. All right. Uh, Cassidy, um, your thoughts on what it might be, and then I guess that that same follow-up question. Um, which was, uh, do you think it will be useful technology? So I'm completely bought into the whole Bob Lazar story and everything he says. Uh, I just from, I mean, the things that I've heard, the things that I've heard him say, how long he's been doing it, um, how long he's been coming. I mean, since the eighties, he's been coming out and doing interviews about this stuff. I'm completely bought into the fact that we have some sort of technology that, is not from this world. I, I don't know if that means outer space, another planet, interdimensional. I, I couldn't speculate on where it actually comes from, but I completely believe that we have possession. The U.S. government has possession of technology that is otherworldly, that's far beyond our science and probably the science of uh, you know China or any other developed nation on this planet. So. Do I think it's useful? I think it's absolute. I think they've been reverse engineering this for decades, since before we were born. I think that they've been in possession of this stuff. And uh, I mean, I'm sure we're already using it. I think I think it's going to be used probably for for uh, things that are negative as far as the planet or war, um, whatever they're whatever we would use, you know, advanced technology for most likely war or some sort of weapon. Um, but yeah, I I'm fully bought into it. I'll I'll be I'm really interested to see the results of this. I don't think it's going to bring about the conclusions that we all want to know, you know, the the infinite answer, but I think uh I think it'll definitely be cool to look at. Awesome. Um Cole, um same questions. Yeah, I don't know. I'm probably more on Joel's uh, point of view where it's probably just like another country like maybe soviet or some like 
uh, Nazi technology or whatever. But um, I I do I am interested in the Bob Lazar story, and we were talking the other night about how he's probably like controlled op, but you know I don't know that for sure. But um, I don't know. I feel like if aliens like visited us, like there would just be more evidence for it. Like it would all be concealed by the government, and like yeah, I don't know. It it's weird. I don't know. I don't know. I'd probably lean more towards uh, Joel's point of view, though. Yeah, same here. I do think that uh, it's probably mostly a blend of all of it, though. I think that within it being maybe some other government, I think that ties in with the the Bob Lazar story. I think that maybe it was another government, and maybe they were testing it, or we got a hold of it and we're testing it, and that's where you're crashing. You're, you know the the Roswell stuff comes into play because you got to think the year 47 was, was pretty wild. Uh, Cassidy, did you have something to add there, bud? Yeah. I just wanted to put in there that despite what, you know, this being called for in this bill, I don't think we'll, there'll be anything conclusive in it where it'll actually help us. I mean, since when has the government ever, you know, actually given the people a direct answer that we can use. So True. I agree with you there. They are as far as one eighteen twenty twenty goes, I haven't seen them really give a shit. Um but like I was saying, I do think it's probably a blending of, you know, the Bob Lazar stuff. Maybe he was there to reverse engineer something that that either crash landed here from another country or um what whatever. I mean if if the technology is like what Bob Lazar Sam could be some anti-gravity stuff, then it's plausible that they are flying to the moon pretty damn quick. So I don't know. Otherworldly could be a title that it gets slapped around on it. I don't know. But it could all, it's very it maybe be stuff. something that like I don't know. I like the concept of like ancient. I like I think it's interesting how like uh almost like the further back we go in civilization, the more advanced we get. Like past um like the rise of a uh, no civilization in like Sumeria in that area, like before that, it seems like the further back we go, the more advanced uh, civilization was. So one thought that I think is cool to entertain is maybe they just unearthed something, uh, you know, some technology that they found from, you know, a past civilization that they just happen to come across and just don't really know what it is. I'm trying to reverse engineer that, because uh. Yeah, because like the, I mean, like the pyramids and and there's like so many like ancient structures around the world where like we don't even know how they built it or, you know, there's talks of them having like a, like ether technology and like the whole Tartaria thing and them having like free energy. There's just a lot of evidence of, uh, you know, civilization having free energy and obviously we don't have that now or have any idea how they would have done that. So part of me thinks maybe it was, uh, it ties into the whole ancient civilization thing and that's part of the reason why they're, kind of uh pushing this agenda that you know civilization started in sumeria at 5000 bc and kind of writing off any uh you know thought of us being way older and you know yeah that makes sense yeah i mean i believe that there's a lot of advanced shit that they probably know but i just don't think they're gonna declassify that i think what they'll declassify is just gonna be like lame shit to kind of keep the other shit under the rug like there probably is some type of advanced technology whether it just be 
ancient technology or something otherworldly that showed up, but I just don't think they'd release that kind of information yet. They might do a little bit, but it'll probably be watered down quite a bit. Hmm. Have you all ever heard of the Demon Core? Mm-mm. The Demon Core is pretty wild shit. So it's, uh, I'm guessing the 40s. So around the 40s. I don't know exactly when. They date an incident. They're messing with it that I can see uh, in 1945. But the Demon Core was a spherical 6.2 kilogram or 14 pound subcritical mass of plutonium. 89 80 uh, 89 millimeters which is three and a half inches in diameter manufactured during world war ii by the united states nuclear weapon development effort called the manhattan project so it's like a, a fissile core for an early atom bomb basically um but it was Specifically, this particular one involved in two criticality and uh, accidents, one August 21 and one May 21st, the following year in 1946. That's some pretty wild shit. <clears throat> so you guys haven't heard of it? It's like this spherical object that's like cut in half and they're trying to like balance it on top of some other like core inside of it that's a that's another um radioactive material so it's like bouncing on top of it check it out if you guys can see it it's weird so were they were they manufacturing that back then i have no idea where the fuck it came from i guess they're making it yeah for the bombs uh they might but but it's a it's also like the bomb itself is also like you can make free energy out of it and if the, you know, whatever these UAPs, if they're flying saucers, for example, and they're using anti-gravity technology to propel them, it's not only a new type of propulsion, but it's also free energy, mm-hmm. essentially. And I don't know, like the incident of this demon core and the strange death of, what is it, Louis Slotin? See, dude, that's just a sign of the Matrix, man. Look what he's doing, dude. He's got this little screwdriver in the slot, right? And then he he fucks up and drops it somehow, and the the core touches, and it shoots out like blue light. So he's his last name is Lewis Slotten, and he's got his screwdriver in the slot. That's dude. That's synchronicity, and that's proof of the matrix. <laughs> yeah, I I think if they, I think if they found free energy, they wouldn't even like let people know about it. Like why? Like why do you think they would let let people know about free energy? When you know. Yeah, I know I'm losing people with my matrix simulation talk. That's just me being weird. But dialing it back in here, uh, Lewis Slotten is a real person, and he was some. Some, he was the guy that died on uh, May 21st, 1946. But it says here, and I thought this was interesting, the blue flash was clearly visible in the room, although 
The room was well illuminated from the windows and possibly the overhead lit lights. Uh, the total duration of the flash could not have been more than a few tenths of a second. Hmm. Pretty wild. But basically, they were just, you know, they were performing an experiment on it. I would assume they were trying to just fuck around with it or engineer it in a certain way or reverse engine. I don't know what they were doing with it. But he had his hand on, his left hand on one side of it, with like his thumb down on the inside of it, kind of pulling it up and holding it up. And then he was using a screwdriver to separate it because he needed that like real small amount of separation. And he was using a screwdriver to go all the way around it to make sure it had the same amount of separation all the way around. Fucking crazy what they're doing in the 40s, man. These are radioactive fucking materials. Jesus. What a life. Have a bunker in your house in the 50s, drinking cocktails and fucking with atoms. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> I mean, you, you've heard the accounts of all those, like the U.S. service members that were experimented on when they when they were testing the bombs. You know, they had them out there on ships and they could, they were told to like cover their eyes and they could see their bones through their hands. Like it basically x-rayed them because it was so, it was so intense of a flash, like. Man, we we didn't give a shit about people. Do you have, do you hear about like how the CIA and the I think it was like Vietnam or something? But it was like anyone that didn't want to fight because of like religious conviction. They're like, okay, if you don't want to fight, then you're gonna be our like test dummies for like all these vaccines we're trying to develop. And they would just put them in like these like testing facilities and do all these like experiments on them, and, like all this like fucked up stuff that they found out later that like was really harmful. Who's oh, dude, they, they still do that, man. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's a CIA during Vietnam. Okay, sounds like Nazis. Have you ever watched uh, Hamilton Pharmacopoeia? Yeah, there's that one episode where they're like testing fucking people in Africa and shit, just raiding the vaccines and paying them. Yeah. <laughs> That's dark. Jeez. Yeah, Dude, they had us on an anti-malarial drug in Afghanistan for like six months at a time. And like two years later, it was black boxed by the FDA. And they were like, man, that should have never been like, you guys should have never been taking that. It was causing like brain issues. And Dude, everyone I know, we all took it, man. They do that all the time. They totally use the military oh, for test no. subjects. Yeah, they're, they're probably using it on us somehow. Like... Really, you can't backtrace it or anything. You're like, and you'll never be able to prove it kind of deal. Yeah. Well, what was that? Was that you, Britton, the other day that was talking about the experiment in, was it St. Louis, where they were fogging people with that, uh, that God, it was, I can't remember what the chemical was. It was, it was a whole, it was a disparate population of, I think, in St. Louis in the 50s, 50s or 60s. And they were fogging them with machines on the top of skyscrapers with this, uh, with this chemical, and yeah, it, it gave yeah, a whole lot of serious about. problems. Oh wow! No, I don't think that was me, but that's very interesting. I wonder if it was like an aluminum or something like some sort of metal, because that seems to always be like, you know. And I hate to throw around the word CT or anything, but that seems to be like, you know, metal chemicals. Or whatnot, or what they would use to harm you. I'm just curious. 
So St. Louis, and you said in the 50s? I need to write that down. Yeah, it was in uh, in the mid-1950s. They used motor- motorized blowers atop low-income housing high-rises and at schools from the backs of station wagons to send potentially dangerous compound into the already hazy air. Uh, it tells what it is in here. The government said the tests were part of a biological weapons program in St. Louis to choose it uh, because it they chose it because it bore resemblance to Russian cities. Um, zinc cadmium sulfide. Turns out yeah, it's not good dude, for Yeah, dude, the you. fucking army did that? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yep. What the fuck? The army secret chemical testing in St. Louis neighborhoods during Cold War raising new concerns. I guarantee it. Yeah, dude. Uh, we, I mean, when you can't find yeah, enough tests, it's like, just tested on a population. See, it's one thing that, you know, always gets everybody in trouble is going for the truth, man, trying to figure shit out. <clears throat> uh, you know, and I wonder if that's the thing with, like, the whole coming out with, we'll call it the truth, on the, uh, the UAP stuff. You know, I wonder if that's just because, like, a statute of limitations type thing. You know, if it's just because, like, uh, how how long it's been since it happened type deal. You know what I mean? We're, I think we're it might be more if somebody, somebody in there just happened to put something into a have-to-pass bill. <laughs> it probably shouldn't have been in there. <laughs> Nobody had a chance to read it. <laughs> yeah, there's no way someone found that out of those fucking 6,000 pages in that one afternoon. That's the point. Damn it, Bernie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Well, does anybody else have anything? That, um... There is a patent out that anybody can go online and look at. I guess I might as well throw that out there. US 101-445-32, Bravo 2. Um, and this patent is, and you can go read the abstract. Uh, I'll give you a snippet, but it's on craft using an inertial mass reduction device. So if you heard anybody saying anti-gravity and everybody's just throwing off, like, what the hell is he talking about? He's not talking about shit or whatever. I don't really claim to be an expert. None of us do. Again, another disclaimer. We're we're not fucking experts. We're just a fucking podcast. But um, anyways, the the abstract is <clears throat> on craft using an inertial mass reduction device. Comprise, let's see, it's comprising of an inner resonant cavity wall, an outer resonant cavity wall, and microwave emitters. And I guess it says electronically charged outer resonant cavity wall and an inner cavity wall are all electronically insulated. And then let me flip back here to uh, a summary. Basically saying that it will... Where the hell is it? Bear with me now. I don't want to 
get you all the way into this shit. I just want to give you the gist of it. So the summary says that it is a feature of the present invention to provide a craft using an inertial mass reduction device that can travel at extreme speeds. So I think that the extreme speed is probably somewhere in this fucking math. Like I, like I said, I had to flip through a couple pages real quick for you to bear with me. I'm going to spare you the six some odd equations that are three pages long. Um, but it basically says it's, it's a multi-piece reduction device, electronically charged, and the invention somehow allows the craft that it's that I guess it's placed inside of to travel at extreme speeds. <clears throat> Again, go look it up for yourself. Um, I'm trying to put it in layman's terms as best as possible, almost at the same time as learning as you guys. So just trying to bring the information out. If you guys, I know I showed Cassidy that. Cole, have you heard anything like that, bro? <laughs> no, I've not. <laughs> you should probably, uh, I'll send that patent to you. You should probably kind of check it out and see like the drawings and stuff to kind of dive in for yourself. I know I'm butchering it, but it's a US 101-44532 Bravo 2. Super interesting stuff. But um, that's all I got for the day, dude. If you guys have anything you want to add, feel free. There is some interesting stuff going on in the world today. <clears throat> Cassie, did you have a time to check out that that I sent you earlier? All the wild shit going on. Uh, the Netherlands government resigned. Merkel stepping it. down. I, which we I saw the yet. picture, but yeah, I didn't get a chance to look into any of it. Well, I went on and did it. And uh, it's all legit, minus one or two. I mean, I would throw a question mark on one of them, but it happened. Um, and then another one is like a big question mark. But the Netherlands government definitely resigned. Merkel is stepping down. Estonia prime minister is missing. Italian government collapsed because uh, I think a party pulled out the uh, whatever... I forget his name is. Whatever. <clears throat> the Russia's government resigned. Putin's rewriting a constitution. Um, they did declassify a bunch of the, um, what they call Obama stuff, whatever. Uh, D.C. lockdown, 25,000 soldiers. That's probably not a real number. And at around 20K. Kuwait prime minister resigned. And then this one's, I think, is questionable. So it's Wuhan Labs, Chinese military since 2017. <laughs> Who knows? Could be. And then uh, the Rothschild death in the family. Could it be a suicide? I don't know. But I did, uh, I did look all those up. And I mean, I don't know about the whole Wuhan lab thing. I'd have to do more research, but I didn't see anything on that one. So that one was kind of a... But who knows? I don't know. It's a lot of shit to happen in just a little bit of time. But strange world we living in. Yeah, I feel like first quarter this year is going to be pretty wild. 
It's going to be fun. Yeah. Then everybody will be vaccinated and then it'll just kind of level itself out. And we'll be boring again. God, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Get vaccinated like a damn dog. We just want some precedented times. <laughs> I'd probably take a vaccine for some precedence. If it was a vaccine of precedence, I'd take it. <clears throat> well, I think we've hit enough on this episode. Do you guys have any closing thoughts before we kick us on out the door? If you see well, a UFO, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling anybody. Oh, Ghostbusters. <laughs> Dude, Ghostbusters, man. Well, thank you all for joining us and uh thank you everybody for listening in um we greatly appreciate our guests today cassidy and Gold, uh cole for making time i know it's kind of th- it's kind of hard to do sometimes but oh yeah man pulled it together and, uh, yeah thanks for having me it was fun yep absolutely guys um But until next time, you guys take care, do your research, and again, think for yourself. Um, But thanks again for joining us on Beard and Brain Podcast. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. A world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be. We have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision.